Welcome back. Honest Ish with a side of hot sauce. I'm Jeff. I'm Nick. We're in Traverse City, Michigan. New Leonard Media. Mark Wilson, our host. Thank you so much, Mark. Beautiful Joe Rogan, studio. our adversary. Adversary. Enemy. No, yeah, he's probably only adversary. We need to get to meet him to be nemesis. And Joe, we're in your head. We know what's going to happen. And it's going to be on episode 100. You and Nick on Front Street in a pool of jelly. It's happening. Yes, KY. We've decided. I was thinking more like grape, but that's okay. I don't want to get like, okay, there's oh. a difference between KY sticky and jelly, and jelly, jelly, sticky. jelly, jelly sticky. I know. I want to see I'm like. I'm not looking to have my eyelids. I like, want to see blood and grape jelly mixed together in a fusion of beautiful colors. Maybe we can mix some grape jelly in there with the KY. We'll see. So that is our. Episode 100. That's going to happen. And our tradition. Talk 20, to Joe. 72 episodes from now. So. We Joe Rogan, find him on Clubhouse for you. We do. So if we that find him on Clubhouse, we start waving our hand, raising that could our be hand. Our hey, Joe, this is Jeff and Nick from Honest Dish Beside Pot. We're coming for you. Sauce. We're coming for you. And thanks, everyone. Have a great night. And check out our podcast. Yes. What do you want to talk about today? Well, I, I, I feel like we we need to bring some value to our listeners. We can I mean, bring value. We have. Well, been... I, I have a. Let's. Do you, do you trust me? I do trust. Let's you. Let's get on this ride then. So. I'm going to ask you a question and go with your first gut. Okay. Who are you? Nick Bittinger. All right. Who is Nick Bittinger? Ooh. Nick Bittinger is, gosh, man, put me on the spot like that. Yeah, this will be fun. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm a man. You're a man. Big man. You're a big man. Tattoos. I got a big heart. Um, I mean, yeah, that's... Okay. Why why do you have a big heart? Because that's how God made me. Is it? It is. Are you why do you think that's how God made you? Do you do you, do you wake up every day? I was born in January. All Aquariuses have big hearts. I don't know if I subscribe I subscribe to some <laughs> amount of astrology. But or would you say you have a big heart cuz you decide to have a big heart? Like if you had moments in life where you could have of you could have sure. hardened yourself and been angry and upset and negative and towards have, the situation. I have been. I have, there. You know, I'm no one's perfect. I've been angry. I, I'm not. You know, I have definitely had my fair share of treating people badly, but for the most okay. part, I feel like I put people ahead of myself. Okay, and I feel like that is there's always a choice to do that, and that's kind of always the choice that I've taken. Um, but I feel like, you know, we're just like, we're wired that way from the beginning. I mean, I, there's some extent that we are wired that way. There's some of it where we learn throughout life the best way to react to situations and then we carry that forward. But I think you said it, you, you make that choice to put people ahead of you. Is that who Nick Binninger wants to be? Absolutely. Okay. Why? I'm a fixer. So I, I, I feel like. Dude, we get one life to live, and I think a lot of people take that for granted. And if I can affect and make as many people's lives better by me either saying hi to them, coming into their life to whatever capacity, um, you know, or having someone in my life or me, me being in their life, you know, um, that's that's a win for me. I mean, I I like to make people's lives better by, you know. Being present and being there for them and doing nice things and so listening. F- 
for you with this knowledge of who Nick is, what do you see that being in a year, in two years? Or if you don't want to get so granular on the timeline, where does that, where do you go with that? I mean, that's a, I think you need to get more granular on the question. Okay. Where, like, you're a fixer. You like helping people. I think I'll always be like and that. And you like that. So what is it that you're going to do through your life to gratify that Con- piece? Continue to do that? Yeah. Um, I need to stop chewing gum. I can hear myself chewing. Um, Everyone's watching, man. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I think that just continuing to be that person, you know, I think obviously I don't know what situations are going to come up to where I can lay my heart on the table or be there for someone. I think just continuing to be that person and, um, you know, live, live that life that I want to live where I'm helping other people, you know, taking each opportunity in its own and taking every opportunity that I can, um, to help others and be there for them. And so, how do you how are you going to maintain that? What are you going to do to maintain that? So you want to help others and you see like the life you want to live is going to be based in service. Do you get joy from helping other people? I do. Okay. So if you get joy from helping other people, where you're going to be more attracted to those actions, correct? Mhm. So if you're going to be more attracted to that, how do you put yourself in a place to do that? What like it's a bad day, right? Um what is okay, let's start with that. What does a really bad day look like for you? My bad days, dude, can 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 consist of very small things and can consist of very large things. It all depends on where I'm at. Like I'm a very emotional person. I think that comes with wearing my heart on my sleeve. So a bad day could be Something as simple as, you know, I think one of my friends is like mad at me and okay. they, you know, are acting different or I'm, you know, to me though, like I'm perceiving their whole okay. persona to be different okay. and like, but you know, it might not be, that's just my perception. Right. So that's, that's what I was trying to get you to say. So the biggest thing that's going to cause you to have a bad day is your perception. So let's flip that on its head. What's the biggest thing that's going to cause you to have a good day? My perception. So would you agree or disagree that you are your perception is going to affect your feelings or your experience throughout the day? 100%. Okay. Yep. Who's in charge of your perception? I am. Okay. How do you how do you then use that perception and train it in a way that instead of bad days, we have good days? <clears throat> What does that look like to you? I mean, I think, you know, I'm learning a lot about that kind of stuff this year. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a mindset shift for sure. And I'm still like, I think it's, it's, it's like a marriage, right? Like it's continuous work. It's you're, you're getting your mindset to, to get into the place where you just, you don't have bad days. It's a, it's a mindset shift. I mean, you really have to figure out like, you have to paint the picture like what that looks like and then go get it. So if if you if it's a mindset shift to that can control our perception, which then affects our good days or bad days, what about the thought that so like think about shift, right? 
So shift is taking an action the way it is and then changing it to now it's like if if your mindset is, let's say, A, and if I shift it to A2, and A2 is this better situation, but A3 and A4 gets continually better, you're on a continuum, right? What about the concept of saying it's not a mindset shift? It's a mindset acceptance. And so instead of saying... I have to shift my mindset from this to that. What if you just simply acknowledge this is my mindset? What is that? How do, how would you wake up in your day and what would your day look like if you did that? Um That's another good question. So I think where I'm going with this is there's a lot of self-help and gurus out there that really want you to like like you know you got to get from here to here so you can get to here because this is the promised land of where you want to be but what if it's simply saying i'm there and then what does your life look like when you're there so the people that are whether they're the most successful on the exterior or they're at the most peace on the interior it's not so much about the fact that they're doing this constant work that the work is just a is a function of the fact that their mindset is already there. It's not a shift. It's an acceptance of like my life is great, right? Right. Versus right. my life could be great, yep. should be great, wants to be great. But my I, life is great. I think everyone's perception, going back to that word, is different because like, right? You could have someone who is in a terrible relationship, maybe an abusive relationship, and yeah, feels stuck and like. They can't just sit there and go, my life is great, right? Like, I think we are kind of in charge of getting ourselves to that point. We are in charge of it. Um, but there is this, like, where you were going with where you, where you were going earlier just now is, like, a, a term that I heard this this year also. It's called being blissfully dissatisfied, right? Like, okay. you you have to be happy with where you're at, but you're never, like stuck like the whistle hasn't blown yet the game's not over you're still pushing forward so um i think there's you know truth in that for sure like that's a constant thing that you should be thinking about and feeling you know so so if we're gonna help business owners kind of like if like that's what you do you are helping coach people in the construction and trades industry to do their their business and life and have that holistic approach to things being better. I work with, in my day job, I work with business owners. That's all I do. So we want them to be as successful in whatever way, shape, or form they want to be as they can. So how do we impart that knowledge, or how do we get people to see that You know, it's not so much like, well, these are the barriers, or these are the problems. How, does, how do we push that mindset to other people and say, hey, just accept how great your your situation is mm-hmm. and go with that. Mm-hmm. How does that work as like a teacher or a leader or somebody that's going to help these people? I mean, that definitely is more challenging at at you know, at different points. I think that some people are just not coachable. I think some people are just stuck in their ways. They are. Um how do so- we get them unstuck? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I know that join like, the cult. <laughs> yeah, I know that you know you have to be kind of open. You have like they have to realize 
for them to want help, they have to realize that that there's a problem, right? So when what what do you think closes like okay, so when in your life have you been most open to change? I don't know off the top of my head. For me, it's always been in moments of either what I would consider anguish or moments that were hard. Like they were moments where I realized I was this oh, yeah. hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. Like adversity. Adversity. Like, yeah. So, you know, the best that we can, you know, teach people is to embrace the adversity mm-hmm. because with that's going to come knowledge to move ahead, to accept this new mindset, to you know, to know that your perception is right. gonna be in charge of all of your outcomes. Right. And I think when we look at business leaders or, you know, quote unquote successful people. A lot of it is this simple formula. It's like adversity plus catalyst equals change. Mm-hmm. And when they get to that change point, it's huge. But sometimes adversity plus catalyst can be negative change. The all, all, only other piece is openness and it's willingness. And so if we're working with people and we want them to make big changes, right? Because you know, it's fun to help people make incremental changes, but it's super satisfying to help people like, holy crap, like my mind just blew light up. Bulb. Like yeah. light bulb. Like yeah. how do we instill the willingness? Is it and, and that's and I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I, I struggle with that because it's like, is it through leading and showing people how to do it? Is it pulling people along to say, Hey, you know, if you're willing and you're open, like we're gonna get you there. Yeah. Or do we just give everyone a bunch of LSD and say, you know, right on, brother. Mushrooms. That too. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, like the right thing. I don't know the answer. I just, wor- I think about these things as, you know, when we try to talk about adding value to to people's lives, we can give them tricks of the trade. We can yeah. give them, you know, but perception, mindset, acceptance, willingness. And these are like these core things within people. Bless you, child. You are blessed, Mark Wilson. Um, yeah, man. I, 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 it honestly, I think the answer to what you're trying to figure out is just some people aren't, aren't coachable. Like, I mean, they just aren't. Like, you're not. You can't get someone who's stuck in their ways, whether it's in business, whether it's, you know, in their life, and get them, you know, to see this other perspective. You know. Um, I, that's no, just, you can't. That's tough. I have, that's tough. I have, a, I have some older clients. I don't mean older, but they are veterans of, For of sure. something they've done, yep. or and it's they're in a new industry and they they are not open to advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are not open to any type of a paradigm shift. They're not open to a mindset change. They're open to their way. Their way. Yep. And I think the biggest lesson that I have learned in business and life is be open to other ways. For sure. Because when we are, that's when we learn. And that's, you know, we're going to learn through failure. But like, if we're not open to other ways of doing it, and we don't necessarily have to, but we have to be open to there's other possibilities. And so how do you then as a coach elucidate that or tell people that story or show them how that works? How how can I help you do that for the people you want to work with? I mean, you're right though in saying that, you know, once once you're complacent, like you failed in my eyes. Like once you've hit complacency, you that's where you're stuck. Is complacency the same as contentment though? 
or is complacency more of a an Eeyore type? Uh, oh, oh, right. I mean, like, I, I think it 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 can it can be on both sides. Like, okay. I think that it can it can be the same as contentment, and you know, it all depends. Is There's Walt Disney going to sue us for using Eeyore? I just probably or A.A. A. Milne. I don't think that's <laughs> is dead. But oh. so I guess how do we show people like? You know, we were going to talk, we talked earlier today about saying like, hey, let's talk about like things like that we wish we would learn in business. And and actually, the more I thought about it, it really just comes down to one thing. It's be open to other suggestions. Mm -hmm. It's in openness. And, you know, whether it's like you need to be open to learning how to use QuickBooks, because if you don't know how to use QuickBooks, then you won't know your own accounting. And how are you going to know your own measurables? Or you've got to be open to, you know, you should be willing to talk to other people in the industry. You should be able to you know, adapt. And all of it is an openness to like, we have, I guess, two ways to live. We either could live rigidly or we could live openly. Right. And and I know there's some rigidity to what we need to do every day. Like your morals and values should be rigid. Like I'm not going to f- screw people over right. or right. be dishonest. Right. That is a rigidness that yep. we need. But the openness is the other side of that coin where it's like, yes, if, if you want to be successful in your endeavors, you absolutely need to be open to things, whether it's suggestions, ideas, mm-hmm. opportunities, possibilities. And so then how do we as people coach, help, advise? What's like an openness mindset? Like how does that – I don't even know how to like go like preach to the world that. Yeah, no, it's tough. But like um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, the term um, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like. So many people live by that, and that's 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 where you're Only in. Thing I use my left hip. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. You're in trouble. Like, yeah. I mean, as far as like you know, when you're thinking about life and business, like if it's not you know, if your system's not broken, don't fix it. Like, you should always be innovating. You should always be open to yeah, any you know possibility. And the, so the fix might be simply, I looked at it. We did a you know, it, it could be a, a full assessment. Right. It could just be an Something. acknowledgement of like, you know what. We're going to keep with this because mm-hmm. everything else doesn't make sense right now. Yep. Or you know what? This is the best we're going to do. I just did a lesson last Monday. I do a mastermind group every Monday. And um, so this week we did a, I did a lesson on how to beat your competition. And with a stick. With a stick. A beating a stick. rubber mallet. And uh, racing car track from Hot Wheels, <laughs> my favorite beating mechanism as a kid. Oh, that's a good one. Um, but you really have to study your competition too. Like that's all part of being open. Like, yeah. what are they doing? How are they doing right. things? How are you know? What are their like? Whatever information you can find out, you know, what whatever industry you're in. I don't care if you're a you know, if you're a personal trainer or if you own a business, like every single industry can do this. You can, you know, study your competition. How are they approaching people? How are they getting people? Right. What are their systems and processes, et cetera? So <clears throat> openness to change. I mean, because everything else falls under an openness to accept something different. If you're not open, you're nothing like that. You're right in that. Like that is, it, it does. Like that's the main thing here. If you're not open to that, you're, it's never going to happen for you. Like if you don't accept that, okay, maybe the way that I'm doing things isn't the right way, 
it's if you're not open to that, it's not gonna. So when you go into coaching sessions and you're helping people, what's like the first kind of foray of how you? What do you do? Like walk me through like the first coaching session. I've always been interested. Yeah. So I mean, with us, a lot of it's done over Zoom. You know. So sure. I coach people all over the place. So you know, we start off like once I once I find someone and and we decide that they decide that they want to work with me. You know, we we kick off with like a discovery call. It's called. Sure, and, but you know what? You said you find someone. You know what else happened? They found you. Yeah. So there's like they're op- They're already open to oh, something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a mix. You know, I'm okay. I'm finding people and yeah. and they're finding me because a lot of people don't know that they're open to it until they actually hear. Like, so we have a discovery call. <clears throat> Yep. And you're learning about my business. Your business. And I'm just talking. What's, what's working, yep. what's not working, you know, what, you know, what what things have you done? Like what what goals are you trying mm-hmm. to accomplish, et cetera. And then we really break it down into, you know, Q one initiatives. Um, first of all, like yearly goals, like a big goal. Like I want one big goal. What what's the, your biggest goal in the next year? B-hag, a- bodacious something it was like a bodacious hairy audacious yeah, goal yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah 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 b but uh um, not to be confused with my seventh wife twice removed that b hag yeah. <laughs> pow pow zing sorry <laughs> <sighs> but um no so we uh we we figure out what their you know main objective is over the course okay. of, of the next year even though we work together for six months I want to know what your like annual goals are, and then I'll we'll line out like Q1 initiatives to kind of get you closer to that and on your way and map that out, and then we'll even break it down more and get more granular. and And um, we I talk with my clients biweekly, so we'll break down into like biweekly two week initiatives, right? Okay. To, to try and hit those Q1 initiatives. So it's just you know breaking it down, reverse engineering, really. Right. And um. But you know. that's so that's like the story in life. Like if we're open <clears throat> to things and then we set these goals because of our openness to change, those will eventually come naturally. And it's great to have a coach because whether it's a men- coach, mentor, coach, teacher, yeah. sensei, rabbi, therapist, give me some therapist, <clears throat> um, dominatrix. I don't, I don't know if that one fits in there, but a person that's going to a shaman these people that guide us in a way it's all about tapping into our openness and in that that person you know you are a ca- like that's a catalyst right mm-hmm. so we said what was it like um you know catalyst plus adversity plus the openness equals the mindset change and i think when we're talking with you know businesses entrepreneurs people you know the biggest lesson is still that like be open to something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think what we w- should do one time is I'd love, we should do a live coaching call on the show and have, you know, if you have a client that's willing, on, and I'd love to hear the first one because you do discovery. So my mm-hmm. day job, I work with business owners. So they're usually coming to me for a commodity, right? They want to borrow money. And so I might have a, a like, I'm going to do my own assessment. Now, as I get to know someone and I dig deep, it's all discovery. It's all like, discovery, yeah. You know, I'm trying to discover like the first and foremost thing is are you going to pay me back? Right. Right? And there's a whole Is that even possible? Like and, and there's the numbers, but then there's also yeah. the like who are you? What drives you? Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And what openness are you open to suggestions? And I will say 
my favorite clients over time are willing to listen. And then my like also favorite ones, but in a lesser way, are the ones that have no intention to listen or they're they're not willing to listen. And sometimes my advice and counsel is wrong or it doesn't it's not, you know, for that moment, it's not going to work. But sometimes it's like, man, I've seen this stuff a million times. Like what you're doing is the wrong way because everyone who does it this way ends up failing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd love to, you know, we should, we could have a fun coaching call with people and say, Hey, here's what, uh, you know, the top five mistakes. And, and I get, we could do a show around that. I think it's just so like list based things can be kind of tough to Mm -hmm. dialogue Mm -hmm. through when at the end it's like, what's the big purpose? It's like, well, business owner, you know, person be open to stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like, especially in this kind of mid-COVID, almost post-COVID world, the ones that have done the best have been open to change. Absolutely. And the ones that are crying, like, where's my money, government? Save me. And, you know, usually I I, uh, preface all those calls with like, well, as an anarchist, I don't think any of us should have help. And they're just like, what do you mean? I'm like, ah, the cities would burn. But like, being open, these people are open to change. There's, there's there's two types of people with this whole pandemic in the in the business world. There's you people, meant pandemic. I don't believe that. I, <laughs> Keep. I stand. I stand muted. Two types of people. There's two types of people in the pandemic, um, business wise. People that married the bullshit and people that like, you know, married the bullshit. Yeah, man. Like the people. What was the other type? About, Hold on. Buried the bullshit and people that pivoted and like, okay, yeah, killed it. I mean, there's a lot of people, dude. Like, I talk to a lot of people in my space, and not you actually, use my space. Not actually, my space. Ah, oh, dang it! Mark had the best page in nineteen <clears throat> in two thousand three. What was your song? What was your last song on MySpace? Does anyone know? I never had a MySpace. My oh, oh, D- oh, DJ Purple song? Nintendo over here, oh, Mister Mister Marcus was your name. No. Interesting. I was DJ Purple Acid Crack Rock. That was my DJ name. Nice. Yeah. Um, DJ Liquid Nintendo. I'm done. There's there uh, a lot of people in my space like killed it this year, man. Like a lot of people pivoted. A lot yeah. of people like did a insane amount of like winning. Yeah. You know? Winning huge, not just a little bit. Well, like I think if you could help be somebody's catalyst to help them change you know, do a, have a, help them shift, help them accept that it's all on them to figure out where they're going. Those like, it's a very valuable thing. Um, we, we should be charging for episodes. Like, you know what, if you're listening to this, this is, this is the one to Venmo us some money, buy the merch, buy the merch, crying out loud, support the show. And you know, it's like NPR, but like, you don't get a mug, just send us the money. And anyone who knows Joe Rogan, hook us up. Why was that so funny? Mark's like loving the NPR reference. Like, we have a tote bag for you. If you call now, we have a matching grant. (laughs) It's like, God damn it, Nina Totenberg. Get off the radio. I want to hear goddamn Terry Gross, my favorite interviewer of all time. Fresh Air. This is Fresh Air, and I'm here with uh, Kobe Bryant posthumously. He's called us from the dead. Let's talk to Kobe. (laughs) Um. On a lighter note, so we've got openness for people. So, 
you know, this is going to be a clunky episode, I think, but I think there is some really good nuggets. I think the the path I was trying Hopefully to get you sh- made it through the whole thing. I was hoping. Oh, and Mark, you have to delete the start at minute six, basically. Yeah. So yeah. I think the key is it's like, you know, we wanted to talk about things that we could advise, like help some specifics. And I, I think next week that's well, let's get granular. But I think the biggest piece is like, you know, in the the pyramid, it's like the ten thousand square foot, you know, the ten thousand foot perspective. We're at the top of the the forest. We're in the canopy. We need to look down. But like, we got to start at the top, and the top is be open. And I don't mean just open for business. Like, have your mind. Like, be open to different thinking and different possibilities. Because when you are, then those other pieces will come along. Yep. And I think next week we can talk about some of those other pieces and bring some value. But if you aren't willing to be open, you're going to get no value. Zero. No. Nope. And that's okay. I don't want you on my I don't want you on my carriage ride yep. if you, nope. you're not Those open. Those people can carry on, man. It's it it is what it is. Carry on, my wayward son. Carry on, my wayward son. There will be peace when we are done. <laughs> I'm probably wrong with the lyrics too. I yeah. My kids always make fun of me because I half sing lyrics, but I've been half deaf my whole life. Carry on my way. There will be peace. There will be peace. There when is peace. There will be peace when we are, are gone. done. Are gone. <laughs> my humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps, humps. I don't know. It's it, it. They tease me all the time because I don't. You make your own lyrics up. I can't hear them half the time. I have bad sinuses, so it impacts my hearing. Um, why is that so funny? Again, laughs in the studio. It's like Jeff's Jewish allergies are a freaking thing to plow. He's Nick asked me earlier why Jewish men have such small and crooked schmeckles. And I and I answered it. And I said to him, it's because air is free, and nobody responded. But air is free is the punchline to why do Jews have such big noses? But on and I will say as a Jewish man, I can tell this joke. So please, cancel culture, don't get super offended. It's a joke. If we get canceled, wait, we're in charge of our own show. We're not getting canceled. We're not getting canceled. And so I just was waiting for someone to reply to that thread, and nobody was smelling what I was stepping in. No pun intended. No pun. Um, this would be an interesting episode. Yeah, it, it was a little clunky. Uh, those that have made it throughout through the whole thing. But I think they, the the point was There's some good nuggets. Though. We have to. We're the, we're the idea was to drive home the point because now that we're all open to some type of we're open. Our mind is open. We're going to try to fill it with some very specific nuggets. I think next week, I'd you know, if we're going to talk about some things that businesses can do, you know, we want to talk about some financial stuff. I think we're going to talk about some attitude stuff and uh, more stuff along the mindset, systems, you know, having your finger on the pulse of things. Um, I think we've got a lot of we. This will be a this will be the first in a seven part mini series on <laughs> business, business, businesses, business one hundred and one, business ethics. What movie is that from? No idea. Billy Madison. Oh, when they uh, they're doing like the trivia thing at you're the an, end. You're an encyclopedia, man. Some days you're an encyclopedia. Ask me what color eyes my last girlfriend had. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. I do. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I know I'm going to get hate mail on that one. Probably. That's okay. That's okay. Um, well, okay. What else is... So spring break is coming up for my kids. Uh, in a COVID world, you go where everyone else goes. Florida, because you don't have to wear a mask there, apparently. 
Um, any other suggestions? You've been to Anna Marie Island and sure Sanibel Island. They're attached. Well, no, but they look attached on a map. They're, I mean, by land, down far away, but they're very different. Okay, which, what do you recommend? <laughs> Am I recommending on the air? I'm, t- yeah, uh, no, because I don't want. Yeah, I'm gonna book tonight, so these people aren't gonna hear it right away. Okay, because I'm gonna. It's it's just the kids and I, and yeah, it's just gonna be R and R. Are you going to Anna Maria or Santa? Maria? I don't know. I'm going to book tonight. That's okay, my point. Go to Anna Maria. Anna Maria Island. Yep, it's uh, phenomenal. Okay. What um, What are your favorite things about it? Uh the food. There's a There's a really cool restaurant called um, the Beach House. Shit, it's called Beach House. The Sandbar. I want to go to Beach House. Shit, the it's Sandbar. Sandbar. The Sandbar. But sandbar? the price okay. of the food is ridiculously high because you're paying to eat on the beach. Okay. But it's phenomenal. It's so a staple. Do you did you guys do like houses or is there hotels? We did houses. We okay. always do houses. So houses. Yep. Okay. Houses um, on the beach or does it matter? Doesn't matter because everything within walking distance. Okay, so that's I mean, what I was on the looking. beach is. Well, I looked at like a house. I was like, I'm not paying five thousand dollars for yeah, a week. For that's a week, silly. Yeah. So okay, and everything's public beach, just yep. walkable. Okay. And I have, uh, I actually have a, a number for a um, agent there who can get you in a house if you want to go that route because. VRBO charges more. Oh, I would love to talk to this up. person. Yep. Uh, so we'll exchange that number because we're going to book that tonight. And yeah, my, I'm excited to do some R&R spring break. It's, Anna Marie is great, man. It's like a little Traverse City. It's, is there a Kilwins? There's no Kilwins. You know where there's a Kilwins? It's a really Fort Myers, cool Florida. Yeah. I remember when the kids and I went there really? last year and we're walking. And first of all, I saw like Traverse City people twice in that town. Oh, gosh. Second. Because we have a flight direct from Allegiant, which is the fake budget airline. They will nickel and dime everything. It's like, oh, you got, oh, you're carrying an extra pair of sneakers. How are the seats on that plane? Are they like? I get, so I don't really pay attention. Are they, are they cheap? Is it a cheap, is it it's a cheap okay. looking plane? No, it's better than Spirit or okay. front. Well, it's okay. So I'm a Delta guy. I was until they screwed me over last year. And it's not their fault that like there's one person working in a Delta with 70 people trying to check in on a plane because you can't hire people in Traverse City. But I'm boycotting Delta currently. That's Delta, if you want me to unboycott you, send us $1,000 and I will give you mad props. Just gave him props. No. <laughs> you know what Delta stands for? Change. If you have an airline booked or a flight booked with Delta... Delta that shit. Change it to United or Allegiant, Southwest, JetBlue, Virgin. I'm out. I don't know any other ones. Seacrest out. See ya.